This episode is powered by Flex Chargers. Everyone, it's officially legit. Episode 25. We're a quarter of the way into our first hundred episodes. <gasps> wow. <laughs> wow. We are. 25 is a good solid number. Hopefully, this yeah. is a solid episode. So when your insurance goes down and everything, like so it's a pretty it's a monumental, monumental year in everybody's life. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just just like life, it all goes downhill from here. <laughs> yep, facts. So, uh, let's get right, get right into it. You already know, it's your boy Wilson, AKA, I let a generator determine what my next aim name is. And it said, angel baby underscore boss underscore one. And I still don't know how I feel about it. AKA, I love you just as much as, I, as Jason Derulo loves Jordan Sparks. You know what it is. It's that eternal love. AKA, according to iTunes algorithm, people that listen to this podcast also like to listen to murder mystery podcasts. Hmm, should we do an episode solving the case of why I don't answer people back? AKA, (laughs) I hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day. And if you didn't, girl, you know I'm here for you. AKA, if you don't know the words to gold digger, then I can't marry you, shorty. I can't even date you. Matter of fact, I can't even look at you, Ma. Go away. Uh, this is Kat, aka officially an award winning designer. This is when this is when you applaud me. Cue the applause. <laughs> <laughs> when you Matt, Matt to throw in those audio. Oh, like, oh, oh my god, damn it! Okay. Um aka um, I saw two posts on my timeline about Nelly Furtado this morning, and I just want to let everyone know that that was because of me. I have been trying to put out into the universe that Nelly Furtado becomes relevant again, and it's finally happening. The weed still. <laughs> AKA, I know what that is now. <laughs> AKA, Dante Bosco's new best friend. AKA, I never thought I would be this type of person, but I will take a hot soy latte tall with uh, sugar-free cinnamon dolce sweetener, please. Thank you. AKA um, the Filipino colada. Yo, like, no lie though. Like, I'm, I'm about one coffee away from jumping into Nelly Furtado's DMs this morning, to be real. Head first. I'm right. jumping head first. At, at this at this point of the episode, Matt, you're gonna need to go to the song Promiscuous at the very beginning, where Nelly Furtado goes, "Do I turn you off?" And then Timbaland goes, "Nope." And she goes, "Didn't think so." And then the song starts. I turn you off. Nope. Didn't <laughs> think so. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, she's with Haji Beats now. He's a lame. I mean, what? So he's a, he's a lame, so it don't matter. 
Oh, I just think it's kind of random, but good, you know, good for Nelly Furtado. Another round of applause. So she's relevant again. I mean, for so long, I was, I, I've been like wondering where, what happened to Nelly? Like, Nelly she's Furtado. like 25 years older than him, too. What? That's a really old. I don't yeah, think she's he's that like, old. He's like, he's like 22. He's like 22. He's not Tyler the Creator's age? He's, he was younger. Oh, wow. He well, might be, he might be 25, 25 at oldest. You know what I mean? Okay, well, another round for Nelly Furtado. <laughs> one, time, one time um, I typed in Nelly Furtado into, uh, I was like making a status about her on Facebook, obviously, because like I have been saying, I've been trying to get her to be relevant. And uh, autocorrect <laughs> changed, changed it from Nelly Furtado to Nelly Fur Taco. <laughs> like, no, no, come on, get, get it right. Uh, oh man! Yeah, but how was how besides Nelly Furtado brightening your day today? How was how was your whole week, Wilson? Oh wow! Okay, so um, first of all, right, I gotta say, Nelly Furtado brightened my day. Okay, <laughs> but it wasn't just Georgia that. Georgia Smith, Georgia Smith brightened my week. Oh, I saw that you did post about her. I don't really know who she is. Oh, um, wow. That put you on game, cat. She huh? is. She might have, and I say this, and I say this very loosely, she might have taken Kylie Yuka's spot. Wow. Why? <sighs> she's a singer? She is. She's incredible. She's incredible. But anyways, all right. That's besides the point. My week has been very interesting, actually. Um, so when we last recorded, right, I was still in Tampa. Yeah. Um, but I have to give an update from that very next day. You know what I mean? Cause I was still in Tampa. I would have to, I left Tampa on Tuesday. So, um, you know, my, my podcast partner, Kat says, uh, she has to give me her Christmas present to me. Right. Uh huh. So, um, you know, I say, okay, well, let's, let's have lunch. Or, no, she couple, said let's have lunch. And, a couple months late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's present, so we go to this spot across the street from her job, right? Um, and we link up or whatever. I gave her, get a, a rolling loud hat. You know what I mean? Thank I had, you. I had an extra hat. And she gave me her Christmas present. It was a real fire Seinfeld reference shirt with a uh, uh, Mr. Robot pin also. And I really appreciate that. We had a a great uh, grilled cheese sandwich. It was a phenomenal grilled cheese sandwich. Um, I had some chips, and she had soup. <laughs> but this isn't what the story this story is about. <laughs> I was, I was like, we're just gonna go into detail about what we ate for lunch. No, 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 no. Because because what what happened next? What happened next was probably one of if 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 it goes down, if we ever make if we ever make a scrapbook, right, on moments. And Kat and I's friendship. This this next moment probably reaches the top three. Probably wow. Because it was a pretty funny moment. So, like I, like I said, she works across the street from this restaurant. So she, as we were leaving, said, hey, let's go, let's go, go to the office. You can see the office, right? Even though I've been there before, but, you know, she wanted to probably just take the office. So I was like, all right, cool, cool. So we leave the restaurant. We start going towards crossing the street and she stops me. <laughs> she stops me. She goes, 
Oh my God, was that Rufio? <laughs> yes. Okay. And I just want to say, it. I saw him for like literally a split second and I immediately like, I, I think we made eye contact actually. And I saw that the freckle on his cheek and I'm like, that's fucking Rufio over there. So, mind you, mind you, right? The last time I've seen the movie Hook, I was maybe like 10. I was maybe like 10, right? Or something. I was young. I was really young, right? So, and also, like, I didn't get the reference of Rufio, like, right away. Like, when I think of the movie Hook, I don't think of Rufio. What a lame. What a lame. Well, I'm just being honest. I'm being 100% real with you, right? So, I, 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 I didn't get it. I was like, Rufio who? <laughs> Rufio who? So, like... She had me. She had me Google Rufio and the, the words Rufio and actor, right, to find out what the name of this guy is. And then, and then, and then I look up the name of the guy, and I pull up his picture, and I'm like, this doesn't look like him, because like this guy, this picture that I have, he looks chunky, right? And this guy that she's pointing at is like a fit dude. So I'm like, there's, there's no way. And she's like, I'm gonna go up to him. And I was like, Cap, well, when you wait, go, when you go. Wait, wait. <laughs> All right, you have to include the fact that I tried to get a little bit more information on the internet before talking to him. I tried to see where he lived, but his Wikipedia page does not include that. I guess he's not famous enough. Yeah. We, we we are literally 10 feet away from this guy, right? <laughs> he's, eating, hyper, he's eating he's eating lunch She's like hyperventilating, like I wasn't trying. hyperventilating yet. I <laughs> oh, wasn't. Not yet. yeah, yeah, you're right, right, right. Okay. So, so then we'll, we'll get to the hyperventilating. So, like, she she says, I'm going to go over there. And I was like, Kat, what are you going to do when you get over there? Like, <laughs> What do you mean? You do, like, you do whatever you do when you see a famous person. Obviously. When, when you see a famous person. <laughs> do, do whatever you do when you see a famous person. But so, so I said, all right, well, um, I'll be right here. I'll be right here. So <laughs> I'm literally just standing there to see Kat walk over there. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like I'm literally facing the other direction because I don't even want to look that way. <laughs> all of a sudden, I hear Cat goes, "See, I told you so." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, so after I confirmed, so I go up to him and like I should have been like, "Hi, I'm sorry for interrupting," but I just went straight for it. I was like, "Hi, is your name Dante?" And then after he said, "Yeah, what's your name?" I said, "Cat." And then I turn around and like. I told you so, and I wasn't sure if I should like um, audibly and like shout at Wilson across. No, you me. shouted. You, you <laughs> shouted. But you know what? He had to know. He had to know that I was right. So I have my hand covering my face, like, oh my god, like what is she doing? <laughs> and, and then I look, and you're still there. That, like, you're still you're, you're still standing next to him. I'm like, what is going on? Like, okay, well, like eating lunch. <laughs> okay, look, Dante was very happy to talk to me all right and i also had to per add a personal touch to this encounter okay so i told him that yes okay so he's really famous for rufio also he's really famous for voicing um what's his face the fire nation guy in avatar but whatever um you know that right so he's yeah, he, i think he's like also like luke king from mortal kombat and like the game yeah so He's still doing stuff, okay? So I'm talking to him, and I'm like, look, 
I've been a fan since this movie called The Debut. And you're gonna you're gonna see why this is significant to my life. When he, in like the two, early 2000s, he played this kid who was really artistic and he was a senior in high school and he like wanted to go to art school, but his parents were like, no, you're, there's no fucking way you're gonna be an artist. You're gonna go to med school. And so the whole movie, he's like trying to figure out like a way to go to, to, to not go to med school and like learning more about his culture and like learning more about his family and stuff. And it's like, wow. That's me. So I told him that. I'm like, yeah, you know, I went to med school. Like I was pre-med and I graduated with that degree, but I'm a graphic designer now and I work right there. <laughs> and he thought it was so cool. So, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So then Kat, all of a sudden I see her point at me and go and goes and, and like she's like saying something to this guy, right? Pointing at me. And then she's like, what are you still doing over there? Come here. And Yeah, because it's weird. You just, you're obviously, uh, we were walking together, and then you're not even going to come over and talk to my new friend, Dante. Like, come on. <laughs> so I got to ask, Kat, what did you say to him that you were pointing at me? <laughs> you were pointing at me. And before you asked me to go over there. Oh, to be honest, I don't remember. I think I just wanted you to come over so that you could talk to Dante like you. I was talking to him. And we can all be friends. So I get there, I get there, and then she was like, oh, this is Wilson. He works for a music festival. <laughs> a music festival. We do, and at the, I, didn't, I don't know, did you even mention the podcast? I don't even think you mentioned the podcast. But like, and then uh, uh, I was like, yeah, I do. I do. Oh, hi, nice to meet you. I shook their hands, like his poor friend across the table from him. <laughs> and um and then they asked me what role what festival and I told them loud and the friend knew about the festival, so that's cool. Yeah. So and then oh then Kat was like, You should throw take a picture. And me, being the part-time photographer that I am, um took a couple of amazing photos. Yes. And um yeah, I think that was, that was it for that moment. But the story is not done there. This no. story is not from there. So, Wait, I also have to mention that uh, shooting your... Okay, question. Is shooting your shot only pertain to when you're asking someone out? Or is it just anytime you take a risk? Um, no, it's anytime you take a risk. But it's like it's how you shoot your shot that determines your shot. Okay, you know I mean? so I had mentioned that I was a graphic designer, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he was like... He thought it was super cool that like I like graduated and everything, but still followed my dream and he asked me for my card because he's always looking for designers for various projects that he's doing so you gotta shoot your shot man and yeah she whipped out her card she gave it to him and i saw him put it in his pocket so it's, you know i'm checking my email right now to see if he <laughs> no he did it okay that's cool he's busy he was talking at Ecker college that night so right facts facts i actually looked that up too so um all right, so we walk across the street, right? Going back to our destination of her office, right? Going upstairs, and she's freaking. At this point, Kat is freaking out. Like, she wasn't freaking out in front of him, but she's like, oh my God, I've had Dante. Oh my God. She's like freaking out. <laughs> to the point where the people in her office hear what's going on. So. We reach, we reach the office, right? I'm cool as a pickle, and yeah. Kat is only, 
guy's over here like an erupting volcano, just like. Okay. All right. I have to explain myself. Okay. First of all, I also want to quickly apologize to Wilson because I literally like I burst through the office and I was just like screaming about how I met Dante Bosco and this whole time like Wilson is just standing there. He doesn't know who anyone is in this office. Um, sorry about that. But the reason why I was freaking out so much was because it wasn't necessarily because of Dante Bosco himself, even though he was super cool. It's because I was really nervous. Like I had all this built up nervous energy about like going up to him to talk to him because one, I wasn't 100% sure it was him. And if it wasn't him, I would look super racist against my own Filipino people. <laughs> and then two, it turned out to be him. So that whole time I was like trying to be like, you know, charming and charismatic and stuff. And so like a lot of like, it was very, um, there's an adrenaline rush, you know? And then also, and then thirdly, he asked for my card. So there's just a lot of excitement buildup. And then once I got to the office, I like, it all came out. <laughs> it all came rushing out. Um, and oh, Wilson witnessed all like So yeah, I'm like, I'm like laughing and like trying to talk at the same time and like, lunging forward like because i'm just laughing so you know that meme with the bird where it's like he leans backwards and then like yell yeah. something out when he like <laughs> puts his head forward that was me but like 50 times in a row um so <laughs> yeah it was, it was very it was very interesting very interesting but you got to meet like all my coworkers. yeah yeah so i was gonna say so after after the erupting happened I got to meet, I got to meet, this time, this time, I, I go up, you know what I mean, I, Kat erupts, and then I get to meet, you know, the rest of Kat's beautiful co-workers, and then I get to see Kat's cool, the rest of Kat's cool dope spot where she works, and like, um, yeah, it was, it was a vibe, you know what I mean? So, I, after you, I had a Wilson sit on these, we have two purple velvet couches, because um, we, you know, we had Prince come over sometimes, so we had to make him feel at home. But no, um, and then you were like complimenting our couches. And after you left, I went to my boss and I was like, so Wilson told me that he uh, fucks with the aesthetic of the couches. <laughs> I did see that. And then Kelly, Kelly was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, he fucks with the aesthetic of the couches. And he said, he also said that the office is a vibe. And she's like, okay, okay. I'm like, it's a good thing. And she's like, all right. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it was really fun. It was cool, like my world. It looks like, it looks like a, a relaxing work environment, which is cool. It's cool. It is. It's one of like the historical buildings of St. Pete. It was built in like 1916 and we think it's haunted, but it's a constant and like fun way, you know? Word, um, word. But it, I was... Um, pretty excited because it felt like my worlds were colliding like oh my god wilson's talking to like these my co-workers who i see all the time it's like i mean like, whoa <laughs> and it's funny it's funny because um one of your co-workers the one that listens to the podcast yeah, shout out to Lindsay. Reference. oh <laughs> yeah. reference. And, and it goes to show that my legacy is, is forever you know what i mean like <laughs> yes Lindsay has been listening since episode one she's been regularly listening and as we were showing him the office, she's like, it's not as cool as a strip club, but. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the office, your office is like, I fuck Thanks. with it. He fucks with the but, aesthetic. But yeah, I fuck with the aesthetic. So, you know, that was literally jam-packed into just like two hours of my week. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. A lot of excitement. 
jam-packed in to a couple of hours. So on that day, I left uh, Tampa, went back to Miami, um, uh, you know, and got back on the grind, got back into work mode. Um, and, uh, you know, nothing, you know, it happened to be Valentine's Day the next day. You know, I'm not I'm not going to make it high. I'm not even going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? It was, a, it, I had a, had a good Valentine's Day. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Um, but what I will say is what happened a couple nights ago. Like, that, this is oh, no. Very, very, very interesting, interesting that happened. So, uh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I uh, have a hard time answering people when they text me. I do. Like, but there's a certain, certain group of people that, like, I have to text back. You know, my podcast partner being one of them. You know what I mean? And, like, other people that I have to text back being, being there. So, a couple nights ago, I'm, you know, hanging out with this girl, right? I'm not going to put any names out. But, you know, we're just watching, watching movies or whatever, cuddled up watching movies and shit. Um, and it's like, like what, one thirty in the morning? Like, some shit like that? And Kat texts me. Um, it's like 2 in the morning, I think. Oh, it might have been like 2 in the morning, yeah. So, like, Kat texts me. Kat texts me. Uh, and she texts me a couple times, but I didn't read the text, right? Um, but I saw like her name. I saw her name. I didn't read the text. And um, you know, I reach over for my phone, and I, I I look at it, and it's it's about you know work related things, and like I text her back. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a very honest person, right? I'm a very honest person. So if if um if a if a girl asks me who is it, who is this, or why I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with this person, right? So here's the thing. If it wasn't Kat, if it wasn't Kat, and it was, like, another girl for another reason that was bad, right? Or, you know, I still would have told her the truth. But here's the thing. I told her the truth. I was like, hey, it's my podcast partner. It's about work stuff, right? I didn't have to tell her that, but I'm just an honest person. You know what I mean? Just an honest person. And she's like, she hit me with the, Oh no, uh, that's a new excuse. I never heard a guy tell me that one. I got so like annoyed. <laughs> I got so annoyed. It's just like, like, like basically, I didn't kick her out, but I made her want to leave. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, so I feel so bad. But like, something that you have to know about me is that like, I really like working like late at night. And I don't want to wait until the morning to ask questions if I'm still working. So I'm, I, you know, I text the question, but I guess to other people, getting a text message at like three in the morning on a Friday night is probably sketchy. To me, it's not a bad thing, right? Because I get it. We talked about this about you working late. I work late too. So it's not, it's not a bad thing for me. But for other people, not knowing what the fuck that means, you know what I mean? Like she, she, she cause I didn't tell her that you were a girl, right? I was like. At first, I was like, it's, it's, my, it's my podcast partner. I was like, she was like, oh, is it a girl? I was like, yeah. Uh, do, like, you not, oh. do, do you not listen to the podcast? You should know right away that I'm a, I'm a girl. So. Not, this girl's kind of dumb. She probably doesn't even know how to open it, to be real. Oh, well. <laughs> but anyways, that's besides the point. So, yeah, no, I, you know, I, she left very grumpy. And because I didn't, I just, I just thought, I just like put this like this wall between me and her and didn't even want to talk to her. You know what I mean? Like, she got really annoying. Um, just because like I got I, I get annoyed. Like, okay, I didn't even have to tell you the truth. I could have told you that it was like my brother or something. 
So, so you can shut the fuck up. But like I, I told you the truth and you didn't believe me. It's not go away. Should have just showed her should just showed her the text. It's it's not about that. It's a principle. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna show her my text. Make it high. And then she sees how many unread texts that I have, and then it's <laughs> Is she going to want to look through those? and nah. Well, I think since she didn't even know enough information about your podcast, it's a sign that maybe it's for the best. Yeah. is that Should that be my new standard? I can only fuck with girls and listen to this podcast? Yeah, that will help filter it. All right. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, 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 was, that essentially sums up my week, though, because – the rest of the week was literally filled with a lot of work, you know, um, working on, uh, can I say this? Yeah. I'm working on a total of seven festivals this year. So like, it's just a lot of things possibly. All, all rolling loud related. No. no. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a, a lot Is of that- things. Is that a normal number of festivals for someone in that industry to work on? Like, that seems, I don't know. I don't work on festivals, but that just seems like a lot. (laughs) No? Is it like I guess guess it doesn't feel like a lot because this is, like, literally my job. You know what I mean? Like, I don't don't clock in anywhere else. Like, this is a 24-hour thing. You know what I mean? For me. Oh, speaking of which, I quit my job a year ago yesterday. That's Oh, congratulations. Yeah. I've literally been in sweatpants and basketball shorts for a year since then. So, so. <laughs> if someone did not know that you were employed right now, they'd be like, oh, wow, so you've been out of a job for that long, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, trying, I'm trying to slowly change the outlook of people that dress cozy. Like, like for real, like, I, I work harder than most people that dress professionally. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm trying to change that stigma, you know? You're trying to change the stigma of people who who dress cozy. No, of, of the outlook of people that dress cozy. Trying to try and change the outlook of the people that dress that way? Yeah. Or the way people see people who dress that way? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> um, well, my, my week was pretty eventful, so. <laughs> you know, I'm about to get there. I'm about to get there. I'm about to get there. So, Kat, how was your week? Well, you covered one of the major things. That was just Tuesday. You know, that's just a regular Tuesday, you know, going oh, up on a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> going up on a Tuesday. Um, you also... You- oh, my God. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I left out a super big detail about about that story, about about when you met the dude. When oh, we get up to the office, right, Kat points him out from the balcony and has like all your co- your coworkers stare at him because he's across. The no, I didn't tell them to do that. They did that. I was like, "Don't go out there. He can probably hear you from the balcony." Yeah, they all rush like <laughs> they they rush out from the. I tell okay. First of all, I tell them to Google image who Dante Bosco is and who Rufio is because I don't recognize the name at first. Yeah, right, right, right. but then and then afterwards, like they go out onto the balcony and on the balcony you can like over you can see central ave and you can see the restaurant that he's at and he's sitting out there and they're like oh who is it oh he's over there he's sitting right there um yeah i didn't i wouldn't advise to do that because he could probably hear everything but um so yeah you know just regular tuesday in the life of Catherine lim so (laughs) um and i do want to say that like after wilson left i was like fuck like he's gonna think i freak out 
He's gonna think that I can't keep it cool around celebrities. And <laughs> let, let, let's let's keep it a hundred. Like you can't keep it cool around no. celebrities. No, the thing is, the thing the important detail to keep in mind is that I totally kept it cool while I was talking to him. It was after I left that I I held it in until after I left to totally freak out. So if there's any famous people that you're around and I am near, don't worry. I can keep it cool. <laughs> I can be cool around famous people. That I can do it. Okay. okay, I, okay. I mean, I can't promise that once they leave, I'm not going to start hyperventilating in the next room. Like I can't, it probably will happen, but I won't do it in front of them. So anyways, um, uh, voting started on Monday for the Mew Awards. And apparently they got like a thousand votes within the next day. Not me, but like in general. Um, so that was cool. Voting ends tomorrow. Shit, I have to make a post. Remind me to do that. Um, if a thousand people didn't vote for you, it's a thousand mailboxes. And <laughs> You're going to need to, that's a lot of mailboxes being swung there. So... <laughs> Um, and then so Tuesday that happened then Wednesday is Valentine's Day I had a lovely Valentine's Day um, so Matt made me the best Valentine's that I have ever seen in my life he this guy learned Photoshop in one day so that he can make me some Valentine's Day cards and they're all like they all have to do with Mr. Robot The Office and this movie this Chinese movie that we both really like and they're good I might need to like man. yeah I might need to hire him as my design my design <laughs> my number two or something um design intern <laughs> yeah <laughs> he can be my intern um he also made me a, a heart-shaped pancakes in the morning it was great fire pancakes mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was basically, I didn't even eat lunch that day. I just ate cookies and chocolate covered strawberries and candy that whole day. <laughs> you know who doesn't like carrot cake? Wait. Cats. I didn't say carrot cake. I said candy and candy. Oh, I, I thought you said a chocolate shape, a heart shaped carrot cake. Heart shaped pancakes. Why would I oh, eat carrot cake. cake for breakfast? I don't know. I mean, Never mind. I, I was giving a compliment to Matt for making a heart-shaped carrot cake. Heart-shaped <laughs> carrot cake. No, they were heart-shaped pancakes. <laughs> okay. Well, still shout out to you, Matt. But like, I thought it was carrot cake. Like that, would you would have got major props for that. But like, you still get props, but it's just not major. Now it's just regular. You get regular props. Wow, well, I didn't realize <laughs> you like carrot cake that much. Carrot? No, it's just the the idea of making a heart-shaped carrot cake. It seems like a lot of work. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> anyways, back to Valentine's Day. Sorry. So the hours between 4 and like 7.30 just ended up being drinking <laughs> that whole time. So we had like rosé in the office. We had uh, some Moscow meals at the bar below. It was fun. And then Matt and I went out to dinner. And like we walked to a restaurant uh, a couple streets down and I was not prepared for that. And my feet were like hurting so bad. Like I couldn't even like, I couldn't even put my shoes back on without my feet hurting. So oh, uh, so we had to walk back to the parking garage and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm so sorry, but I can't walk back. So Matt gave me his socks and I 
So he walked without socks and with his shoes on. And then I walked without shoes with his socks on <laughs> the rest of the time. And I'm like, all right, you know, people might not notice. Like, it's dark. Like, they probably will just think I'm wearing some sort of boots. Like, within two minutes of me walking, <laughs> this old, there's this, this group of old Italian women. They were yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, we were just talking about this. You're not wearing your shoes. <laughs> Immediately, I was like... I was noticed and, but it was, they were so sweet. Oh, apparently one of them in like went back like 70 years ago, she wore shoes that like for the first time and like she hadn't broken them in. So she was like, she ended up walking in the snow barefoot because her heels were too uncomfortable. And then the old lady was like, you know, you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. I'm like, is that a good thing? Like, <laughs> but they're really, they're really sweet about it. And um, yeah, I walked, we walked the rest, to the parking garage with me just wearing socks. <laughs> and I looked like really nice until you get, until you got to the bottom where my feet were, but memories. So, so was it, was the issue that you, you didn't know how far it was? So normally when I wear those shoes, I wear like little socks with them because they're more comfortable. Gotcha. But I figured, I thought maybe we were driving there. So, I, and I also didn't have any of those clean socks. <laughs> Socks weren't clean, so I was like, "Yeah, whatever, it'll be fine." So I was really unprepared for our, all the walking, um, but it's we made it. You made um, it. You made it. Got to meet some really sweet old Italian ladies. Um, yeah, and I have. I can also report back. I have had shrimp cocktail four weekends in a row. <laughs> Whoa! Well, I mean, actually, breaking, breaking all social standards. <laughs> Yeah, tip for anyone out there. So I had shrimp cocktail on Valentine's Day, which was not the weekend, but I just had it also this weekend. If you want some shrimp cocktail, like it's not just for a fancy event. You can go to Publix and buy like shrimp cocktail for like $5. Like not the frozen kind because that gets expensive. You can just get the fresh shrimp cocktail and then buy the cocktail sauce separately. That's Fire. the tip of the day. So something else that happened on Wednesday was uh, Jasmine and I released a dance video. Yes, I saw that. I wanted to wait until this podcast to talk about it. So, because, because I remember, I remember, I, there was something, there was something that I had, I, I wanted to plan when I was in Tampa a couple of months ago, right? And it was like on a Saturday and you were like, no, I can't because I have to do this dance thing. And is that, yeah. is that the dance thing that you had to do? Or is recording yeah. video? Yes. Yeah. Well, we had to do it a second time after that because um, we we just had to reshoot it. So, um, but yeah, we Jasmine and I were on a dance team together at USF mm -hmm. um, for our Filipino student organization, and we just when you're when you're a dancer, you're always a dancer, and we we missed we missed making choreography and like stuff, and then you know you see all those dance dance videos on the internet, and we're like, damn it, we can do that, so we did it. Okay. Okay. And so there's more the more to come. Um, Jasmine did. Gotcha. That was a good song. It was very like appropriate for Valentine's Day. Damn, look at these look how straight these lines are right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys can't see what she's doing, but she's like voguing right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are more dance videos to come. That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> so uh, you know, if Rolling Loud needs like a <laughs> a dance dance troupe, um, just for like opening festivities, opening opening uh, what's it called of the Olympics? Opening ceremony. Opening ceremonies for your opening ceremonies. Um, we can we can do a dance number for you guys. We don't need a dance, but we do need someone. If you know sign language, it looks like you got some some movements. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're looking for a signer. No. Um. Wait. Are you really? You should get that lady who did the sign signing for. That's who, that's, well, I'm looking for the one that did the signing for Waka Flock. But... Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen that video. They're going. She's going real hand to Waka Flock. Are we sure it's not okay. the same person? It might be. This girl's like famous. This lady's like famous for doing festivals. Oh my gosh. I would probably hyperventilate if I met her. <laughs> so then um Thursday. Oh, we went my uh, office and I went to the Addies, which is the advertising um it's an advertising awards. For advertising agencies, it's a it's a word ceremony for advertising. It's like every year, you know, all the advertising agencies, um, they'll like they'll send in their work, they'll submit their work, and then uh, there's a committee that votes on it. And we we wanna we wanna an Addy for our website that we designed, so that's exciting. Nah, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So when the way that Kat originally told me the story Wait. was way more exciting than this <laughs> shit that she's saying right now. Oh. Well, she told she hit me up and was like, "We want a silver Addy, fuck yeah!" All these other designs are trash. All this shit. She was making she was making it real hot for everybody else, and that now she wants to be humble and say, "Yeah." Oh, well, on. I mean, I can't flex. I can't flex too much, you know. Meeting Dante, eating. Heart-shaped pancakes, like I can't really, really, really seeing a dance video. You know, like I can't. I have to be a little humble. So, um, <laughs> but no, the event was super fun because, like, but I also feel like it could be it's super fun because you get to see all your friends that work in the same industry as you and stuff. But also, I feel like it can be kind of awkward if, like, you know, you're beefing with like a different agency. It's like, oh my god, they're like right there. I don't have a beef, but I'm just saying it could be awkward. It's like, wow. Drama central. And then we got like two free drinks. So, you know, tensions were high. Not really, but. <laughs> it was fine. cool though. That's dope. But congratulations. Thank team. you. You, and, you and, and the rest of your team, congratulations. Yes, applause. So it was a fun week, you know. Um, I enjoyed it. Oh, play D&D for the first time. Ending it, ending my week with this Dungeons and Dragons. We played it for the first time last night, um, and it was fun. Um, uh, do you want to know what my character name is? Yeah, I was just about to ask. Tell me about your character. Have you ever played before? No, but I've viewed people play. <laughs> you, you want, you're a spectator, you're a Dungeons yeah, and Dragons spectator. So, um, I'm just now, I was just learning what Dungeons and Dragons is, but um. It's all role playing. You're like mm -hmm. you have a D and D like master who creates the story, but as you're playing, you're like making it up as you go. And um, my character's name is Benson Anna. <laughs> and would you like to know why? 
Yeah. Okay. Why, why, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I take it? I get guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is, is this like a Parks and Rec reference? No. Wow. No. But it could be. All right. Go ahead. So the first part, Benson, um, is inspired by Detective Benson from Law and Order SVU. Gotcha. Okay. Played by Mariska. Played by Mariska Hagerty. You better know that name. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> do you want to take a guess at what the Anna is for? For Anna? Anna. No, but that, you know, I'll say that it's partially inspired by Anna, but no. I'm sorry, Anna. No. <laughs> oh, why? why? It's the second, it's the second half of Rihanna's name. <laughs> That's fire. Okay. So yeah, my full name is Vincent Anna. I am a paladin, which means I have some like a little bit of magical uh, and healing properties, whatever. I'm an elf. <laughs> so, You're an elf? Okay. And I have like super high, charismatic, charming points. <laughs> and um, so, you know, like uh, I'm just, I'm just whisking away with people with my charm on the daily. <laughs> You know, little charm elf. Yeah. Um, and as I was playing, it was like super fun. Uh, but I also realized like, damn, this is probably, this is really nerdy. Like, I love it, but this is really nerdy. <laughs> like, you know, you have video games and like, like animes, like Star Wars and stuff that is seen as like nerdy, but like, that's kind of like has like action stuff, but you're literally like making up a story. You need imagination. Facts. And which is what makes it awesome. I love it. It's fun. So I, I could I couldn't get into it, but that's just me. It's yeah, it's it takes a lot of like it takes a lot of like uh storytelling in your head. Like normally you just like sit back and let the video game or movie tell you the story, but this you're actually like, all right, now I'm like jumping up and like I'm gonna stab you in the throat, you know, like you make that up. <laughs> Gotcha. But it's super fun. Um, and I'm going to shop for some figurines later. So me, me, uh, Matt, Mike, and Jasmine, I posted a status last night. I was like, role-playing with my buds. I saw that, and I was just like, all right, well, I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not gonna assume to the worst, so I'm just going to assume this is like charades or some shit. Why? What's what's the worst? What, what, are you, what do you think? I, I mean, there's Civil War reenactments. There's a lot of different things that it could have been. Uh, and this is a cat, and at this point, nothing, nothing will surprise me. Wow, friendship level achieved. <laughs> well, um, yeah, but mean, that was my week. But reminder for you know, in case you didn't catch that, you got to vote for Cat. Oh by yeah. The, by the time this episode comes out, you can't vote. But like, he's putting it out to the universe. Hopefully you yeah. did, because my cash is knuckle sandwich. Thanks, Wilson. Um, yeah, that was my week, you know. Um, yeah. Um, but I think it is time to go into sports. <laughs> Cat takes on sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, you know, I, I, I told Cat you know, for this sports segment that um, we, need to, we need to hit a different topic because, you know, basketball season hit its midway point this weekend. The All-Star game was this weekend. Um, NFL season is done. Uh, 
we don't or I don't fuck with hockey. Sorry if you do. But um yeah, baseball season is about to start. So we, we I asked Kat to do some research on who the preseason favorites are for the 2018 season. Man, all right. It was a lot of new names and a lot of numbers. Um and it was a lot of learning. Like so I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> Matt, help, Matt helped me a lot. He's like really into baseball, so he helped me a lot. And I actually like asked him if he wanted to be in this episode, but maybe he can. He was like, "That's okay." <laughs> he he bestowed <laughs> upon me his wisdom, and he's like, "You know, go forth and talk about baseball." So, um, so preseason favorites, the Yankees. You already um, know, twenty-eight rings this year, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, and then, so this is the way we broke it down. So you, you got the AL and the NL, American League and the National League. Learn that those are, so the, peop, the, the teams are divided <laughs> in those leagues. And then, so for the AL, you know, Yankees, Astros, and Indians. Those are the favorites? I guess so. <laughs> And then for the NL, there's a lot, you know, there, there are a lot of strong options in the NL. Okay, good, good. Who, who are they? The Nationals, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Rockies. Those are, those are all good. Yeah, those are very good, very good. Now, why, can you tell me why the, why the, the favorites are, why are the favorites? Why are they the favorites? Okay, 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 okay. So for Yankees, they have a lot of, um, a lot of strong, like, hitters. Lots a lot of, of strong batters. A lot of, a lot of strong batters. You already know. <laughs> you already know we got Stanton. We got the judge, Aaron Judge. I heard. Stanton rise up for the judge. So I heard, was it Derek Jeter that just bought the Marlins? Yep. And he gave away a lot of the Marlins. Uh, he traded a lot of the Marlins players and gave them to the Yankees. Not a lot, but he traded their best. He traded their best player. So, which and I think he didn't is weird. Give them, he, he didn't give them to the Yankees, all right? <laughs> The Yankees gave up some future draft picks and some young players for Giancarlo Stanton. And he's That's really good. He is top three, yeah. Top so, three. yeah, Yankees looking pretty strong right now. Um, Astros, they won the, the the championship. They won the World Series, yeah. <laughs> they won the World Series last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know why the Indians... <laughs> <laughs> they're just the really Indians, good. The are, they're a young up up and coming team. They're, they're a young, young upcoming team. So yes. Um uh <laughs> for the NL, I just know that they're all really good. Like they're it's really tough to figure out who out of those will make you know it, what? but they're all really I gotta good. ask. I gotta ask if Matt if Matt helped you, how come he didn't nominate the Red Sox for being a favorite for this year? Oh, oh, I asked him this, and he said that the Red Sox have no power hitters. Let me give you the real answer. Give what? Me the real answer. Uh-oh. Can't, can't be a favorite. You can't be a favorite, right, if you're going to be fighting for last place in the division this year. Yeah, I oh. said it. Keep it funky. Red Sox will be trash for the next 80-something years again. But so wait. I, but wait, why is that, though? Why? 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 Yeah. 
Well, it, oh, right. and fun fact: Matt is a Red Sox fan. That's why there's the t- the tension between Wilson and Matt right now. Wilson's a Yankees fan. Matt's a Red Sox fan. Okay. So the the real the real facts behind it is the a lot of a lot of in the past ten years, a lot of the good players that were in the Red Sox are old or retired by now, right? Mm. And they haven't done much to build a farm system, like a system where like they're building up young players, right? So they've been relying in the past few years for getting players from other teams, like on trades. And they haven't done a really good job because those players that they've, they went for have either sucked by the time they got to their team or they haven't just produced well. So in the division right now, you got the Orioles, the Orioles, right? Oh, or who I like to call the Orioles. <laughs> who right now might be better than the Red Sox. You got the the Toronto Blue Jays, who might be better than the Red Sox right now. So the Red Sox are literally fighting the Tampa Bay Rays for last place, and that's pretty pathetic, if you ask me. Yeah, I wish the Red Sox and the Rays could be better, but um, yeah. But the, instead, I'm sorry, Rays, well, but um, you just keep getting this year. Twenty eight rings, baby. You already know what it is. The Rays wrote of Stanton, the Judge, all of them. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's all right. Literally, who's gonna who's gonna stop the Yankees this year? Who maybe someone, the maybe the Nationals or the Cubs or the Dodgers or the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Rays—they just traded the face of the Rays, Evan Longoria. Um, actually, who I, I found that out like as at, right as it happened. Like I didn't just find out about it, but I was actually really sad. Like I understand, like he's older. So maybe you, but he's still a really good player. Like he hasn't been as good, but he's still a really good player, um, especially offense-wise. I made a, <laughs> I made a batting motion. So instead, instead of doing a batting motion, it looks like she's like chopping wood. She's going. Oh, no, I don't like have this. enough space. I don't have enough space. I did. Um, I did try to learn how to pitch a, a ball though yesterday. But it was not good. And then they also traded. Um, Corey Dickerson and uh, Lomo. Lomo had the best entrance song. It was Humble. Gotcha. I really like baseball because they have each player has an intro song that they that plays when they go up to bat, and I think that's cool. In the home games, yeah. In the home games, yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of awkward if you're like in a different place and they're like, "No, we are going to play." Bitch, better have my money when I <laughs> when I go up to bat. Um, so, um, what would be your entrance song as a baseball player? I literally just said it. Bet you better have my money. <laughs> that, that would be your entrance song. Okay, yes. cool. My mine will be "Can't Tell Me Nothing." Ah, I feel like that's kind of slow. Though I need something to kind of like. Oh, oh you, need, you need a hype up. All right. So yeah. If I were to have, if I were to have a hype up, I actually I don't know. A stronger. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. So, yes, baseball. Um. <laughs> All right. So, quick question. Quick question. Yeah. If if you if you were to pick a team from the AL and a team from the NL to make the World Series of early early prediction in the preseason, right? Who do you think will make the World Series this year? I guess the Yankees because they got all these. Baby. They got all these players. Question, side question. Do you think Jeter bought the Marlins just so that he could make that deal? No, Jeter bought the Marlins because he's the smartest man in baseball. But real smart people buy teams because you can invest into it. 
That's the real reason why. He's so rich. Why would you trade someone who is really, really good off of your and give give it to your old team? Why? Because his contract year is coming up, and he's thinking about saving money and getting other players. Because if you give up one player that wants three hundred million dollar contract, why not get three players for a hundred million each? Oh yes, and I saw that the Rays—they're trying to like cut salaries mm-hmm. for the. That's team. what they got rid of Longoria. But why are they doing that? So they can invest in younger players, and is they can it, invest in the future. Yeah. Do you think that's a good move, or it's like they should have kept some well, of their like? All right, so me being a Yankee fan, right? The Yankees, the Yankees, their culture is about spending money. <laughs> like their shit is like give all the max contracts to everybody. So in 2011 or 12, like they stopped doing that. They stopped spending money on players and they started investing in the, in the younger players, right? And it worked out because we um now like they sucked for like a few years. And now we have a good young team. Like we have a whole bunch of young players. Like forget about the player that that Jeter traded us. Even without that trade, the Yankees were good because we had a young young system coming up. So I think I think it works if you're in it for the long run. You know what I mean? And I think that the Rays and the Marlins that's what they should do. They should be in it for the long run. So speaking of the long run, do you? I feel like baseball. Or I don't know. I feel like I'm getting all these trust issues because I thought you know if you're a famous athlete for a team like you're kind of the face of that team and like kids look up to you and like um like they associate a certain player with the team right but it seems like if you just keep trading them around like how important is it for a a player to be um invested in, in their in this one team and like dedicated to this one team so it 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 depends it depends so for example, right, you're a baseball player. It depends. First of all, it depends how good you are, right? But let's say you're a good player. So yeah. you're actually you're an actual good player, um, and you get drafted into I'm gonna say the Minnesota Twins, right? And and you're a good player. The Twins, because of where they're located and how good they are as an overall team, they you you only have a certain amount of space to grow in that team before you reach like the limit. Right. So and if you want to grow, you have to go to a bigger market. If you want to make more money, you got to go to a bigger market. So you go to the Dodgers in L.A., you go to the, the Mets or the Yankees in New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You go, you go to a bigger market to where you can grow as a brand. But if you don't care about money and you only want you only care about the team and winning championships, then you stick with that team for the long haul. But that doesn't happen anymore. It's all about money. Kat. It's all about money. So it used to be like that. Yeah, I mean, all right, so Derek Jeter only played for the Yankees. Yeah. His, his whole career. He's he's a Yankee player. You know what I mean? But uh, David Ortiz from the Red Sox, like, yeah. he played for we'll another team. <laughs> yeah. He played. For, he got drafted to another team and got traded to the Red Sox when he was young and then played for the Red Sox for the rest of his career, right? So that's – but that's because those are big markets. I promise you if Derek Jeter got drafted to, like, I don't know, like, the Nationals, the DC Nationals, you know what I mean, or or um, the uh, Arizona um, Diamondbacks, right? Like nobody wants to play there. You you can't you can't grow. You can't grow there. Jeter became the wealthiest shortstop in, in baseball history at one point. You know what I mean? But that's because he played for a big team in a big market. Who, want, who wants to spend their money on their players? Who wants to spend their money on their players? Exactly. Boom. So, yeah, that, that's so, same thing with the rest of the rest. Boston is a big market, too. They spend a lot of money on their players, too. The top three, like, as far as tax, like uh, the tax, 
bracket for the, is like the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. And then the Mets is right after that. So I would like to see the Cubs play because I thought it was really nice that they had one that one time a couple years ago. And you know what? Do it again. See, the Cubs, <laughs> the, Cubs purely... just, the Cubs is just like the, the Eagles, right? When they won yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. The issue is after they won, right? After they won, after not winning for a long time or not winning at all. Nobody cares anymore. It's like, all right, you you won. Like, no, that's why they win. should. That's why they should win. So my picks, my picks are the Yankees versus the Cubs in the World Yankees Series. versus the Cubs in the World Series. Book it right now, and you already know Yankees will sweep four games to nothing. Twenty eight rings, baby. Are those? What's your pick? What's your prediction? I honestly, honestly, I think it's going to be um, the Yankees and the Dodgers this year. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, the Dodgers, the Dodgers got a good young system too. Okay, all right. So yes, I learned. I learned that there's the AL and there are like divisions within the AL, and then once you, the best out of the divisions play in the playoffs, and then whoever wins in the playoffs moves to the World Series, and then the team from one team from the AL, the best from the, from the AL, and the best from the NL, they play each other. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to learn the system of all these, like, how it filters through, you know? Mm -hmm. It's very complicated. <laughs> Not but the, the World Series champs of last year, the Astros, they're a good team. So if any team's going to give the Yankees a run for their money, it's going to be them. They're a really good team. Okay. And all that right. was Cat Takes on Sports. So, uh, speaking of the Yankees. Speaking of the Yankees. <laughs> Um, one of the biggest Yankee players, A-Rod, um, <laughs> is now with J-Lo, right? Mm -hmm. They've been together. They've been like, they've been together very happily together. Yeah, they've been smoothing in public and shit. Like, I, I see the shit, bro. Like, shout out to A-Rod, locking in, locking in the most infamous Latina of all time. Yeah, and you know, Drake was a little, maybe still a little upset with it, with based on that one song. What was it called? Uh, the diplomatic community. Diplomatic community, but he seems to be turning around with his newest music video for God's Plan, which made me cry. <laughs> I yeah. so if you haven't seen the music video for God's Plan, um, it's a lot different from a typical music video. He, do you want me to describe it? <laughs> oh, all right. So he. He decided he decided in the music video to take the nine hundred and ninety nine thousand dollar budget, basically a million dollars, right, yeah. and to spend it on donating to just different areas of Miami. Yes, going up to people directly, like just like going up to them and like giving them a stack of cash. I mean, like, all right, take care of your mom. Moms are important. And I'm like, oh my god, oh crying. And then he also went to in the music video. He went into a grocery store. And was like, all right, get anything you want. We're paying for it. Paid for all everyone's groceries. And then he yeah. went to a school and then donated like, what was it, like $25,000? It might have been more than that. $25,000 to the school. Um, it was very touching. So he also went um, into the this uh, hotel called the Fountain Blue, right? He uh -huh. took three three uh, maids, uh, house three house cleaning ladies, and... Gave them 45 minutes to spend as much money as they can at, at Saxon Fifth. 
Oh, what? Oh, okay. Man. So before I knew that this was all for a music video, um, I saw that he was like buying people's groceries. And then I saw like the next day, like he was, he like bought, he paid for a scholarship and stuff. I'm like, the very, really cynical side of me was like, all right, this is just a PR stunt for his new music coming out. And knowing that it's for a music video, I feel like it's like, okay, that's, I mean, it's really nice. Um, but I can't shake the cynical side. I mean, as long as I can't shake the cynical side of me, that's like, damn, that's like kind of self-serving because it's like just trying to promote, but at least it's still helping people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's like directly helping people, which is nice. So here's the thing, here's the thing, right? So, well, first of all, a big important part of the music video that you missed also right. is that NFL wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio okay. Brown was, was with him. Um, dancing? Uh, yeah, he was dancing. So here's the thing. Okay, so off rip, I, I got I got to do the fact checks here, right? He did not donate a million dollars. Okay, he did not donate a million dollars. He donated whatever was less left of the cost of the actual filming of the video, right? So I'm sure he didn't have to pay Antonio Brown because they're probably cool or whatever. So he just called him, right? Yeah. But needed to pay for the camera guy. Yeah. And he needed to pay his security, which was constantly around him, you know what I mean, the whole time. Antonio Brown's security, which was constantly around him the whole time. All right. So they were in very public places. When I say yeah. public places, I mean, like, they were like in, in a park. Uh, in the park and shit like that. That whole perimeter was closed off before then. He also closed down the Saxon Fifth store so then they could go shopping. So think about that. Like, you closed down the whole store. So he probably donated, I would say, around 500000 maybe 600000 You know what I mean? Okay. Still a substantial amount of money. Don't get me wrong. It's still a substantial amount of money. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, they still have to pay, like, the people involved. Like, yeah, maybe you're, you want to donate to this charity, but that doesn't mean, like, that was a decision of the film crew. Like, <laughs> this should right, come out right, of Drake's right. pay, not their pay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um. Here's the, the the other part of it, right? When you think of Drake, when you think of Drake, you think of somebody that um, is a soft, sort of like a soft-spoken, soft dude, right? Like, yeah. Like, you think of a lover, a loving boy, like... Sensitive. You know, and, sensitive. And his feelings. And his feelings. Right, right. Those are all things that come to mind. He also is a jokester. Right. You don't, you don't think of... of Drake as like a gangster, a thug. Because he's not. You know I mean? Right. He right. tried. He tried, but he's not. So when I see this music video, the first thing I think of is it makes sense for Drake to do this. Yeah. Right? It makes sense. Like I would have been shocked, surprised, like if it was YG. Or if it was like or if it was like Gucci Mane. Kodak Black or Gucci Mane. Kodak you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. So let let me back up a little bit more. So here's here's a big, huge, huge other part of Drake. Right? Drake is extremely, extremely petty. Okay, extremely petty. <laughs> because of his song lyrics. Drake, Drake does things. He moves things. He's he 
he he does things to be petty to other people without actually saying anything. Oh, okay. so what are you, what are you saying? So, Was this music video a petty move? Absolutely. Oh, why? So, to who? So hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. So remember when Drake back in the day? Now we can say it's back in the day because it's been a couple years, right? Drake was beefing with Meek Mill, right? Yes. So he came out with those diss songs where back he referenced, right, a couple diss songs. So it was like Charged Up, Back to Back, Summer 16, um, where he referenced in some of those songs about Nicki Minaj, um, you know, shit like that, right? Yeah. So, all right. Months later, a year later, right? The the day that, that Meek Mill broke up with Nicki Minaj, Drake posted a picture with Nicki Minaj on his Instagram, and it was just like everybody was just like, "Oh my God!" Drake, he didn't even put a caption, in, and everybody knew that it was just Drake being petty, uh-huh. right? All right, fast forward a different beef that Drake had. Drake was beefing with Joe Budden, right? And and Joe Budden, Joe Budden's assault on the beef was Joe Budden kept dropping like he in a week he dropped like seven diss tracks like on Drake, right? And Drake didn't even drop one. Drake uh-huh. didn't even drop one, right? But Drake's Drake Drake eventually dropped one line that was like a pump it up line, right, uh, about Joe Budden, but still, still never really dissed him, right? He didn't address Month, it. Right. Months go by, months go by, and then on Drake's Instagram Live, he got on Instagram Live with this woman named Tahiri, who was infamously known as Joe Budden's ex fiance. And like and like she like they have a long history of like domestic abuse and all this shit. Oh shit! And he and he's like on Instagram live with her, hugging up on her, kissing her on the cheek and shit. Everybody knew why Drake did that. It was a petty move, right? So, so fast forward. Are you going to taint these generous acts? Hold on, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. Okay. So fast forward. Drake dropped more life last year. Yeah. There was a song on More Life called KMT. Okay. A song on More Life called KMT. When More Life dropped, everybody, not me, not not my people around me, everybody on Twitter was automatically started saying that that Drake took XXX Tentacion's look at me and literally made another song. Because if you listen to the song, oh, yeah. literally use the whole flow and everything. Yes. So I remember. X, X, X addressed it, saying, fuck Drake, blah, 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 all this and that. Drake never responded to X. Never responded to X. So last week, okay, or two weeks ago, two weeks ago, it might, it might have been three weeks ago. It was recently, right? Recently, this year, this year, okay. Um, X, uh, as as his own personal PR stunt, okay, because he's trying to clean up his image. He does a lot of that. Thing. He does a lot right. of this. Right. <laughs> he started a challenge, right? of doing good and helping the community. He donated money to a school in Miami and all this and that, right? He has like this fundraiser coming up in a couple of weeks right before his court date, or it might be this week or right before his court date and all this and that. And all of a sudden, here comes Drake doing the exact same thing, but in a grander scale and even put on his Instagram that he's making a challenge to all this. Think about it. In Miami, the same city that X is doing it, out of all places in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even live there. He doesn't exactly. even go here. Exactly. How petty is that? How petty is that? Well, all right. So when did X come up with this 
idea? Like, when did he really, this when did he start talking was, about this it? Was, this was, it might have been at the end of January, but it was really, really recent, really recent. So, in my head, like, it seems like music videos, like, the coming up with the idea and stuff would ha would take, like, a couple, like, a few weeks, not right? Not, no? Not, not for Drake. Like, his team moves quick. Like, those diss songs that he made to Meek Mill were, like, literally, like, quick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, very quick. His team moves very fast. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Damn. All right. So, it. I mean... Okay, so it's changed a little bit. <laughs> I, see, I I personally think I personally think that although it's Drake, so we won't look at it on a negative aspect, right? Because it's Drake. Yeah. But if but if it was anybody else and you were to put that together, you'd probably be like, "What an asshole!" You know what I mean? Well, what a dick. TBH, I would take. Um, Drake's challenge over X's challenge of good. Well, yeah, of course. That that's the purpose of Drake doing it. <laughs> Drake, Drake. And th that was kind of like the Joe Budden thing too, right? So Joe Budden dropped six diss songs that were so much better than than Drake's, right? Drake dropped one line on Joe Budden and he won. He won the whole beef on one line. So do you think uh, Drake? Did steal that song from X? Absolutely, a hundred percent sure. A hundred percent, he did. Hundred percent, he did. I, I, the X song was already like two and a half years old by the time that came out. You know what I mean? And like, it was, it was evident that he did. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that though. I see. I, I that's a whole different discussion, whole different topic. But like, when it comes to stealing, stealing cadences and flows, I don't believe that's a thing. You know what I mean? Mm. I think I think rappers are just sensitive. Wow. Well, you know, we found out that Michael Jackson stole a bunch of stuff. Yeah. With his music, yeah. Billie Jean was stolen. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I like my whole world is like kind of like shaken. And I just I just bought this book called Steal Like an Artist. And like stealing is like a thing. Like everyone does it. Right, right. But so, so let me ask you, let me ask you. Huh. How how many times do you think celebrities donate and do things for the actual community for for actually do it for the community? Well, um, I am pretty cynical <laughs> now, and I think if if they really wanted to do good, I don't know, they wouldn't really like talk about it. Like, I don't know, like it would be an honest. So, but then, you know, you have people like Rihanna though, who donates a lot of money, but she's not the one, I feel like she's not the one posting about it. It's other people reporting on all the good that she does, but I know what you're going to say. And I know you're going to say that they're the ones like releasing, like they're doing like probably a press release about the charitable works that they're doing so that it gets out. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, listen, listen. What? It's all about it's all everything. Everything that you see, right, when in the music industry is one hundred percent about timing. Okay. Yeah. One hundred percent about timing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my favorite artist. I'm not I'm not gonna attack your favorite artist, but you would get the gist of it by me attacking mine. Okay. Right. So Kanye, right? Uh -huh. I, everybody that knows me knows how much I cape for Kanye. Like uh -huh. I do. Like I cape for Kanye a lot. But some of the stuff that he does is uncapable. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh -huh. get it uncapable. 
<laughs> You're incapable of caping for him. Yeah. So um, the, here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, every single time Kanye is about to drop a project, right, or drop a drop a a new season for the easy season, right? Um, there's always something. There's always something that he does to bring his name back into the press, right? Whether it's uh, do something at some award show, whether it's uh, like something controversial, like he does something. Not necessarily just controversial, but controversial is an aspect. Or he'll donate money here. He or he'll pop up and or he'll pay for like a free concert in Chicago, right? Like yeah, he'll, he'll do something. He'll do something to bring his name back up again, right? Uh-huh. And to me, to me, at first I was just like. It happened. There was a point in time where Kanye released a lot of music, so he was always doing something, right? Because he was always in the news because that was just part of the plan. But when he slowed down and when it started taking him a long time to release music, I caught I caught wind of it, right? I caught wind of it. So I noticed I noticed that there was a time when he donated a whole bunch of money to schools in Paris, right? Schools yeah. in Paris, like he donated, all, and I thought it was random. I was like, Paris, like why? You know what and I mean? then it so happened to be, it so happened to be that Paris was a city that later on, a couple months later, that he was doing like a release for the new Yeezy season. So he was politicking and, and doing good to the community in Paris. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and so you, it's all about timing and the whereabouts and stuff. Like I'm be, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Like it's not, it's not, it does not benefit anyone. Of, if you're a celebrity. If if you make it to the status of being a celebrity, let's keep it a hundred. You're you at that point have been in it for the money, right? You have been in it for the money. So why would you get rid of your money? If it wasn't to mm. if, if it wasn't if it wasn't to make more money later on. If it wasn't to make more money later on. Well, you just blew my mind right there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So something that I've learned. Um, the past like year or so, like, is to just accept the fact that you do not know all these famous people, and you like you don't know their motivations, and you don't know what they're like really like. So you can't. <laughs> so you, this is someone who named their D and D character after Rihanna. I know, I get it, but um, but still, like, you can't. You have to also take everything that they do with a grain of salt. Right. That's. So. Damn, man, Wilson's just ruining my the idea of things that I have of everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this is a slice. This is a dose of reality, folks. <laughs> well, it seems like you have a lot of frustration and a lot of anger. So why not you? Why not let it out in a two minute tantrum? Two minute tantrum. Yeah, but you should go first. <laughs> All right, I guess I will. <laughs> All right, um, I can go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. All right. So my rant actually doesn't have anything to do with famous people, but <laughs> it has to do with <laughs> something else. So I'm gonna start. Right <laughs> I'm gonna start. Right. You can't. You can't really tell if if it's a rant if she's laughing. I know, but. Like, what do you, you mean? Know. What? 
<laughs> I'm like exasperated laughing. Oh, I just yeah. I'm afraid that I'm gonna sound mean in my rant. But Wilson gotcha. Wilson Wilson thinks that I, if I can't I have to be able to be mean or I need to get out. <laughs> yeah, facts. Okay, so I'm just gonna go for I'm gonna go for it now. I'm gonna sound mean. Sound mean. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be mean. <laughs> All right, we're doing it now. Okay, so my <laughs> my rant today is about people. All right. So a, a really big trend right now with the graphic design is like things looking messed up and like glitchy and kind of like anti-design, which I really am really into. Like I love it when things like kind of look like they don't look standard, you know, they like they don't look formulaic and you break that. And I really like that type of look. But there are some people, some designers, <laughs> quote unquote designers, who I think they just they try to ride that trend but they're just not good at designing. They're just trying to make it look like their flyers, like they're really being intentional with like, oh yeah, you know, I'm putting this picture here. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm doing it because anti-design. No, it's just because you don't know what you're doing. And <laughs> like, it's a, I mean, it's like, there's a fine line between like intentionally bad art and just bad art. And I've been seeing it a lot with some, with some flyers and stuff and like, Maybe maybe some people think it's cool, but I it's it's not that cool. <laughs> There's like a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. And it's just it's not cutting it for me. It's not cutting it for me. Um so I don't know what you should do, but I think maybe this trend, maybe like some people need to the trend needs to move on a little bit. Or maybe go on Pinterest, get some inspiration, get some good inspiration. Don't don't make me don't pretend like you put this text on top of this picture and you can't even fucking read the text. Like you want people to know the mus the musicians that are gonna be at the show, right? So why would you put the text there that people can't even fucking read the name? It's not because it's a bad art intentionally, it's just because you're not a good designer. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Like it doesn't make any oh sense. It doesn't gosh. make any sense. Like it, it, or even even if it's bad design, like it should you should be able to understand the flow of information. Okay, that's all. <laughs> See, I'm all you feel, but you feel a little better. You feel a little better, oh, right? I feel sweaty, <laughs> but I do feel better. I'm telling you, Wilson. There, are, there are people out here that are really trying to get away with bad design and try to make it look like they don't care. You care, mm -hmm. like. You're just not good at designing. You're just not a designer. Yeah. Oh. You're not an award-winning designer. I hate myself. Okay, go. <laughs> just go. What do you mean? Like, well, you I feel like an asshole. <laughs> you should embrace that. You should embrace it. I'm judging. Yeah, that's right. You know what? I am a hater. I am a hater. <laughs> You know, I'm going to make a remix of that song that's like, I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. But it's going to say, I'm not a hater, I just judge a lot. Or, <laughs> I'm not a hater, I just joke a lot. Actually, that's better. Yeah, that's the song. That's the song. That's All right. That's All that's right, the you, one. Can you put a timer for me? Um, Sure. Uh, And go. Stop. Actually, reset. Go. All right. So... You know, real quick, a big reason why, you know, I didn't talk about it to this point is because I wanted to rant about a certain part of it. But, you know, it's after the shooting that happened and um, 
Florida in the school. I wanted to rant about the reporters that are going after these kids. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to see up and down my timeline as the shooting was happening. Uh, reporters finding these kids' Twitter accounts after they posted a video or picture during the situation, being like, hey, can we use this uh, for our news? I work for this news station. Or, hey, can you DM us and uh, so you can get an exclusive of how you're doing? Or, or uh, hey, here's my phone number. Call me so we can get you on air. You're like, yo, shut the fuck up. These are children that are literally going through a shooting, you piece of shit. Like, think about it. Why, what kind of logic, what kind of logic would 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 it be to have somebody that during the situation, why, why, what makes you think they want to talk to you? What makes you think they want to talk to you? I actually, like, I saw um, one reporter. She worked for uh, the ABC station here in uh, South Florida that they, they, ended up, they ended up deleting her account because oh. she was going after all the kids and all the teachers and, like, literally said the same thing. Hey, can we use this video? Hey, can we use this picture? Um, uh, uh, please DM me to, uh, so so we could get a, a consent that we can use this or something like that. And everybody reported her account and deleted it. I'm sick of reporters and media in general going after these kids. Like they're children. A lot of these kids are like 16, 17 years old. They go through probably the most traumatic thing they've had to go through in their life. Like let them, let them be survive. Let them, yeah, let them survive. Let them be. And you're acting like the big the big story is about the shooter, right? It's about the shooter, but these kids are still in the situation. They're still yeah. literally in the school while this is happening. It, it, and, unbelievable. unbelievable. And that's their tantrum. Um, yeah, I feel like um, I've seen, like, the worst of people through this. Like, people saying, like, um, like oh, we this is happening because we've like angered God because like <laughs> someone oh said that. Gosh. And then like Tommy Lardface is saying things like, Oh, don't make this a political thing, but you know, let these, let these families heal. But it's like, no, no, Tommy, um, the kids want you want us to politicize this. And, but I've also seen like really, really, um, I've been really impressed and just, completely wowed by the students who did survive it because they're like, they're using this time to really speak out against like Trump, against everyone who's just like not wanting to do anything about what happened, what caused all this. Um, but they're like really brave and it's unbelievable, but good for them. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into the discussion of what uh, homeboys beliefs were and mm -hmm. things like that. That's, a very very big rabbit hole that I don't want to get into. But yeah. what I do gotta say is like they, they those kids those kids were able to have a intelligent a more intelligent conversation about it than the actual people that should be talking about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these kids are these kids are gonna like save the world. I think. Like this younger generation, like I feel like we, all right, so we have the older generation that kind of like caused a lot of um, the shit that we're in right now. And then you have us who are like feeling kind of like the first wave of like, like student loan debt and not, not being able to find jobs and stuff. Like it's hitting us like really hard right now. But then the younger generation seeing it and they're like, okay, we have to like, we're, there's like really gearing up to like work against it.
So I feel like they're going to save us all. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, it's just to me, to me, like the 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 crazy, the crazy thing is like that people look at these kids, right? People look at these kids and they're treating them. They're treating them like if they were adults in this situation. Yeah. And forget the fact that they're still kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's crazy to me. It's crazy. I honestly like I in the field of stuff that I'm in, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna run into or come across some of these reporters in real life and I hope I don't remember who they are. <laughs> when I say yeah. what I do. Let's hope not. That'd be pretty cringy. You know, the other thing is, is it's just, it's, it's, sorry, I, I don't mean, I don't mean to cut the transition off. That's okay. That. It's just like, you know, that, that is so close to where I'm at right now, right? Like literally yeah. like, it's like, it's like, it's like 20, 30 minutes north from where I'm at right now. Holy shit. And, and, um, I, it was voted as like the safest city in Florida, right? Yeah. And, and the people forget that it's not about how safe the city is, right? Because like that school was not, it, it was not like a prep academy. You know what I mean? That like where it was like a bunch of intelligent or more, you know, I say intelligent, like more intelligent kids, the average, average kids. You know what I mean? Like they're just regular kids, the regular kids. And you, you can't, they're treating them. They're treating them like if they were like a different standard of kids, you know what I mean? And that's fucked up to me. That's fucked up. You know what I mean? still kids yeah sorry yeah there's a lot of cringe <laughs> things a lot of cringe things that happen this week yeah cringe moment of the week something that i can't believe happened for sure is there is a woman out there um who is legit she legit thinks she's married to tyler perry and she was on dr phil this week <laughs> And um, she does not see her whole family is like trying to convince her that she is being catfished right now. The people, the person that she is talking to on the Internet is not Tyler Perry, the Tyler Perry, <laughs> um, a.k.a. Medea. But she does. She's not having it. She's con totally convinced that she has that she's not only married to this man, but also has a child with him who she has never met <laughs> in person. Yeah. Run the clip. Does it make common sense to you that a, a man of Tyler Perry's integrity and means mm -hmm. would not create the opportunity to come face to face with the woman he loved in three years? Just common sense. You forget, forget well, about. Well, yeah, you know what? I can common common sense on an overall basis. Yeah, you would you would think that because I do have common sense. Hmm? You tell me in three years he would not make it possible for the two of you to meet if you were his wife. I am his wife. I am. That's what they, according to what he has indicated to me. Indicated. I, listen. I'm in a unique situation here in that I, I know him. He's a very dear friend of mine. Mm -hmm. He's in a long-term relationship with another woman. A, a he model has he been, was. Yes, I know about that. He, he was and is in a relationship mm -hmm. with another woman. Mm -hmm. He has been since 2009. She's a lovely, wonderful mm -hmm. woman. And I'm not down there. Her name She's is Galila. She is, the, she is the mother of his child. Okay. They're a very happy couple. Okay. He doesn't know you. Okay, Dr. Phil. If that's what you say, 
and you that's your friend, I still say I have been walking by faith in divine order. Is it possible? You can say what you want to say. He has been communicating. I have communicated with him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. So um, there are a lot of moments in there, but I think one of my favorite. So after she explains how, um, you know, how she and Tyler got connected through the Facebook page, um, she also mentions where she works, which is the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> And so there's, she's saying, you know, there's no way I know what scams look like and I'm not being scammed, but this is like the most classic scam. So I don't understand how you have your job still. All right. So honestly, honestly, I think there's mental illness involved here. There has to be. Probably on, on yeah. This and is so bad. Her, her poor kids are like trying to convince her. And also she's like lost money in this situation. Whenever, just as a general rule, do not wire any money to someone who you've never met in person before. Or even, I wonder if they've at least like FaceTimed, you know? She said, no, cause I think like they mentioned that like he, that he's never gotten on the phone with her. So like he's, she hasn't heard his voice. Oh my God. Um, uh, you know, they like, I remember when I was first getting on the internet and like pe the adults would always warn you, like, make sure you don't, you're not like talking to strangers and stuff. And so I feel like, you know, us, we grew up with the internet and we know we can, we're able to spot like who's clearly a fake profile. Like all the, the 31 lady profiles that started following me on Instagram. I knew I wasn't like some sort of Mac daddy. <laughs> on Instagram, uh, attracted all these Instagram shorties, but I knew that they're fake because I've been on the internet long enough to know the difference. Unfortunately, this lady does not clearly see the scam that she's in. And Dr. Phil is just like looking at her like, um, Tyler Perry is a friend of mine. <laughs> when he said that, I lost it. I lost it. Tyler Perry is actually a, a good friend of mine, and um, he's been married. And he, this is not, this is not him. And he like does this thing. You can't see it in this um, here, but in the clip, he's like pointing his two fingers at his eyes and pointing it back to her. It's just like, look at me right now. Look at me. This is not possible, Tyler Perry. You are not married to Tyler Perry. Um, and that's how you know. That's how you know that he's not really a doctor. When that was his way of trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yes and then oh and then the very beginning he's like all right so we're just gonna say he's talking to the kids he's like it is possible oh, this is tyler perry like they just want to put it out there like it is completely possible because he wanted everyone to enter this discussion with an open mind right and then the kids are like yeah i guess it is technically possible that tyler perry could have gone on facebook and like started communicating with our mother and decided to strike up a romantic relationship with her and then ask for money for his charities fine it's technically possible and then he goes to the the mom and is like and you have to admit that it is impossible that there is a possibility that this is not actually tyler perry and she was like nope nope it's him i mean i guess it is possible that it isn't but it's him lady come on it's it's bad and you know hopefully she is help hopefully she is help. that's and hopefully whoever is scamming her stops because it's, it's yeah i think tyler paris should just reach out to her maybe you think that'd be good or bad 
No, because he he really is fucking with her and taking her money. (laughs) No, I mean, obviously, Tyler Perry isn't. What if he is, though? I mean, I'm just trying to rule out the fact that... (laughs) Okay, so but he's clearly not, right? Oh, my God. No, no, no. no. He he, he makes money. He makes money. So, but do you think it would be helpful to her if she, like... Or do you think she'd just completely be devastated? I feel like he's got... He's got to reach out to her and be like, look... I mean, you seem like a really nice person, but I am not the one talking to you. Yeah. yeah I think he, he could just he, end yeah. it right there. He could just end it right there. What if they brought him out? Dr. Oh, my Perry. gosh. Here's my that, good friend, Tyler Perry. She oh, would lose dude. her shit. She, she, might, she, she might attack him. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the <laughs> cringe moment of the week. So, this past week, we had a, a a great Valentine's Day playlist. It was so good. How how many stars would you rate our playlist, our own playlist? Well, l- l- let me tell you guys that it did work. It did work. Um, what do you mean? My, the listeners know what I mean. It worked. It worked. It worked. It, it came through for the kid. Um and it definitely worked. All um, right. Definitely... So it was good. That's what he's trying to say. It was a great yeah. collection of songs. Um, but it is time to refresh it. Yes. Yes. I have some great, great tracks that I got to update on there. Me too. I know Catherine as well. Um, and I think in, we need more themed theme playlists. So I'm going to put, I, you know what? I haven't even told Wilson this idea because I literally just thought of it just now. How about a playlist challenge? You, the listener out there, give us the most specific playlist idea that you can give us, a specific theme, and we will create a collection of, how many songs do we normally do, 30? We will create a collection of 30 songs to fit that theme. Oh my God, I love this idea. I think my playlist. I guess, because we're, I guess because we're recording, I have to agree. So, yeah. <laughs> like she trapped I, me. She put me in a situation. Oh my gosh! I like, like I, I take my playlist very seriously, and it has to have like I will go through a, like songs. Like I will add it in, then be like, you know what? Actually, this song doesn't fit the theme. I'm very strict. I have very strict criteria for a playlist. So, but you know what? It's time to really test my skills as a playlist curator. So send over, like, I don't know, songs that you would listen to while um, finding, catching Pokemon. I don't know, like, songs, right. songs that you would listen to while sitting on your, sitting on your front porch, looking out at the sunset. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you could probably be more, play, more specific than that, but give me a challenge. Bring it on, bring it on. I can, I, I'm down for this. I'm down for this. Yes. Let's do it. We, and we might have, you know, more fun um, audience activities in the yeah. future. Yeah. But um, that, that, was a, that was a tease, right? The teaser. Even, even without the playlist challenge, we'll have a new playlist this week, though. Yeah. Yes. Uh, make sure you uh, look for the playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. Officially legit jams. Yes. Please follow our playlist so that you can stay updated every time we update 
the playlist. Um, and also make sure that you rate and follow us um, on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rating us helps us with visibility, and it's helped us a lot in the past. Thank you to those who did that. Yeah, um, and the, the more people that subscribe, the more that I can tell by the algorithms. And I, the fact that you guys listen to Murder Mysteries has me thinking, has me thinking about yes. possible episode ideas in the future. Yes. Murder Mysteries. <laughs> we have to whisper because oh. it's mysterious. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Too Official Too Legit. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at WZ Happening. You already know for your weekly hot takes and send news. And um, you can follow me under Catlin Design on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And vote for me, please. Thank you. All right. And we will see you guys next week. See ya.